Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Yes. Hey, welcome. Hey, hey. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Christian Podcast. It doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm your host, host. Yeah, Shane yeah. Balancing, and I'm Every here with time. my co-host, host. the Eric's. Uh, welcome. We're really excited. Uh, that, hey, you that didn't get any time. sleep last night, right? No. You know, so we're on Panda Watch right now. Yeah, Baby Watch is going on. Um, uh, we are two days away from our due date. Lauren is, and uh, last night we went to the hospital because um, there were just some some bleeding going on and this sort of thing. And edit that out. I'm not editing that. Oh, she's gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> Um, but basically, we went to the hospital, and uh, I did not get any sleep last night, um, but I slept a little bit this morning. We were in the hospital from like 2 in the morning to like 7.30, and uh, it's pretty miserable. And there was a moment when Laura and I were in the hospital, and we said, um, they said, okay, we may need to induce you. We don't know. And both Lauren and I were like, no, not yet. We're not ready. Why? You want to get that over with. I know, but I was like, I need more sleep for this. And no, you don't. I, that just was get my used mentality. to never having sleep. <laughs> Basically, my head was just spinning like, I'm so nervous about everything that's going on. But uh, yeah, so any moment, I could get a text right now and Lauren could say, ah, I'm having And you have to say, well, yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's some more Whatever. important things going on, Lauren. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're excited about today, aren't we? Yeah, because why are we excited about this episode in particular. Topper, you want to fill us in? Yes, I, I can do that. <laughs> so we have our good friend, Jonathan Moynihan here. Yeah! yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to give the wrong introduction, so someone else might actually want to do this part. So, Jonathan <laughs> is um, a campus pastor from Mosaic Church, which is uh, right down the street from the church that I pastor from in, in Elkridge, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we wanted to bring them on so that we can show all their bad qualities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. If you, you go to Mosaic, <laughs> check out City on a Hill. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, when do you get sick of that place? You yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jonathan is uh, has been at Mosaic for how many years? Been on staff for nearly four. Four years. I've been attending for nearly five. Gotcha. And now, and you are currently campus pastor. Yeah. At uh, uh, down close to Annapolis, the Crofton area. Yeah, we call it uh, Mosaic Arundel. Oh, um, Mosaic so we meet Arundel. at Arundel High School, oh. which is in the Crofton Odenton area. And the primary goal there is to take what God is doing at Mosaic to a new place where they wouldn't come from that far. So we're not yeah. in Arundel County. So Mosaic, do, do, do you, sorry, does Mosaic have other campuses besides yours? Elkridge and ours. Okay, that's it. But like, no, Elkridge other, is like, the main. No, yeah. Board. So. Yeah, we, we didn't call Mosaic Elkridge, Mosaic Elkridge, until we launched the new one. And okay. now we need to delineate because we wanted to reinforce we're a one church in two locations. It's not like, like it's definitely different from the church plant model where yeah. you're communicating from the platform and all that stuff. Like right. I am the face with the place and we, we could get into what that yeah. looks like later. But yeah, yeah, good. Awesome. Well, John, why don't you give us a little bit of just your story, um, how you got into ministry, your mm-hmm. call to ministry, how you ended up in Mosaic. Those sort of things. Yeah, so uh, I grew up with Christian parents. Like, they were great. Love the Lord. They're actually very involved in Mosaic. It's super humbling. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I was in high school, I did the normal thing where a lot of guys do, where you you try to balance 
wanting to be popular, wanting to get girls' attention, wanting to be good at sports, and also wanting to be like the prince of youth ministry. Yeah, so yeah. that was like my life. It was yeah. like high school musical Zach Efron plus Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would imagine that you were probably good at all of those yeah, things. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, yeah. And, but then senior and year, you, and you're really good looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> we do say so much. And we played softball with him, so we know how good he is at yeah, sports. Yeah. He's so, good at everything. So yeah. senior year, uh, the short version is I didn't. I was playing. I was going to go to college to play baseball. Didn't get into school I wanted to girlfriend turned out she was cheating on me at prom oh so my goodness <laughs> scandal wow. and uh that is for, pretty for, brutal when you're in high school when you're in high school it's the worst yeah, yeah. Mr. Brightside by the Killers got me through <laughs> dead serious this really is high school music yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then did you uh, start breaking out in song and dance to express your feelings yeah <laughs> I did do the musicals um uh, so all that happened, and I really felt like God was reneging on this great life that I was supposed to have. So yeah. metaphorically, I gave him the finger. Uh-huh. I never discredited him or my need for Christ, like, but he just wasn't in my frame. And uh, from the pretty much the month before I graduated up until Thanksgiving of my freshman year of college, I just went on this binge and drank whatever I wanted, smoked what I wanted, mm. slept with whoever I wanted. And uh, I played. I ended up playing men's volleyball in college instead of baseball because that was like another sport that I played. And it was just club, but it was still really, really fun. Yeah. And I got to the point in college where I would either drink to hook up with girls, or and if I got shot down, I'd drink till I blacked out because hmm. I didn't want to address the shame and loneliness. Like yeah, if I was with a girl, I'm not lonely. It, yeah. If I'm by myself, I'm lonely. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. And um, I got invited to a wedding. Uh, with my family, I went home and I'd never been to a wedding where they did a worship song. And I was at one, and it was just some old worship song. I can't even tell you the name of it, but it felt like God shattered this barrier I had between me and Him, where He was like, "How dare you do what you're doing?" Yeah. And He really kind of planted some shame and healthy guilt within me, and helped me realize and I diagnose what were my issues, what they were, and I quit the drinking right after Thanksgiving. Quitting attention from females was a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. So that was a battle that continued. But then the short version, I got connected at Campus Crusade for Christ at school. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And uh, What school were you at? Salisbury. Okay. And got really involved very quickly. Uh, became the MC uh, spring semester. And then at the end of spring semester, I had been clean from girls, clean from drinking. Uh, no, drugs weren't really a big part of my life. But, um, excuse me, we... Uh, uh, right after I finished that freshman year, I knew that Christ had my heart, that everything, it was the first time I realized scripture teaches me how to live the best life possible. It's not a list of things I shouldn't do that a just because God says follow. no. It's not yeah. a rule book to follow. It's guidelines to live the best life possible. And when mm-hmm. Christ um, says in John ten ten, I came to give you life to the full, that includes a life free from the baggage of sin. Yeah. Yep. So I had to learn all that the That's hard cool. way. And then I got rebapt. I got baptized as an adult for the first time as a 19 year old um, this summer after freshman year. So that's how I came to know Christ. Awesome. Crew was a big part of my life. Did that for four years. Became president of Crew, and it was pretty pretty successful, which was really great. Um, so, so what are things for people who don't know what Crew exactly is? Yeah, what, what is Crew? Crew is a parachurch. It's not a church. It's a church like organization that exists to influence the generation of people who are on college campuses. Because they're the movers and shakers of the future of yeah. the nation. Yeah. Uh, so that was established in like the 50s. And their job and their goal is to create um, opportunities for the gospel to penetrate hearts on college campuses. So that when they leave college, 
they are influencing the world to bring God's kingdom to earth. And whether that's as a businessman or going into ministry, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's what they do. So that's our awesome. goal was we had services. They're essentially th- services on Thursday nights. Uh, when everyone else would go drinking, we'd have a service. And it was worship, games, all that stuff, but through a, kind of a lens of a college student. So a little less yeah. silly than middle school or high school ministry. But by no means the stoic sort of yeah. reverence for God that you would get at like a traditional Catholic yeah, yeah. service. So you, you weren't doing like the banana and Sprite challenge where you eat that and see if you throw up. No, but we <laughs> did put pudding and guacamole in diapers. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. that. that, that's nice. not too far off. <laughs> <laughs> it might be worse. <laughs> yeah. So we did that and that was great. I got really involved. I journalist, I studied journalism, majored in it, uh, interned with CNN covered obama's Whoa. run in 08 which is great wow. i didn't know that yeah it was really really fun and then i got a job with yahoo in santa monica but i re- uh i went to some conference and had one of those moments where again i felt like god destroyed a barrier so i turned down the santa monica job mm-hmm. and chose to work for crew and raise my salary oh goodness so i raised twenty seven thousand dollars to go work for crew for a year and make like pennies down yeah, the floor yeah, that's not my so we did that uh, I keep saying we. I did that, um, and that was my first taste of ministry prof- vocationally. Got engaged to my wife, moved back, continued journalism for four years in Maryland, working for Huffington Post, AOL, Patch.com, covered education, legislation, all that stuff. And then I bumped into Mosaic, which mm-hmm. is the church I'm a campus pastor with now, and that's when God kind of... Uh, what I would say helped me realize by me not doing ministry, I was like Michael Jordan trying to do baseball. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not the Michael yeah. Jordan of ministry. Don't get it wrong. Yeah. That, that's all I heard. <laughs> but I, uh, I was trying to thrive at yeah. something that God did not condition me and create me to. But uh, no, that that's really cool though. So so when you were in like journalism, yeah, were you you were just covering like politics? So uh, my first gig was politics. Then my second gig was primarily Maryland legislative uh, news that affected the average citizen. Okay. And then also like local stuff. So crime, if it bleeds, it leads. So lots of crime, all that stuff is really big. So I covered, uh, I was in the Severn area, but it's fascinating. I now, my ministry is in Anne Arundel County. I covered Anne Arundel County as a journalist for three years. So you know. So I know the area. um, You know, the area where I kind of seek to serve and see the gospel reach people now. Uh, it's a kind of significant buzz area of new business and all that stuff. And it was nothing when I first got back from Florida yeah. in 2010. Yeah. So it's really cool to see that happen and see wow. how, I don't want to over-spiritualize it, but maybe to think that God put me and he gave me this crap job in Severn, Maryland. Yeah. yeah. So that I'd become uh, acclimated with Anne Arundel County for the purpose of reaching it for Absolutely. five years later. Yeah. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, so I mean, we know we've seen the su- the success of Mosaic. I mean, I know a lot of people mm-hmm. that attend. We've mm-hmm. seen, and now you guys just opening this new campus and everything. Yep. So, what is it that that you got that Mosaic does that differentiates itself from other churches, or what's unique about you guys? Yeah, uh, I think the wrong answer and what people think like we have people who come visit and want to learn or whatever mm-hmm. the wrong answer and you guys know this just from stuff you've done too the wrong answer is that it's the lights it's the music it's yeah, the yeah, graphics the yep. you know everybody wishes man if I had more money I could get more lights yeah, yeah. like that's true but because Mosaic looks awesome when you walk in there yeah, it, yeah. it looks like a yeah. really cool place I yeah when when I when I went, I remember thinking like, man, this is if we had money, I would, we would look like this. Yeah, what, exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm. But I know that's not what makes it 
Yeah, and remember too, like you know, they were we were there in a movie theater for four years. Yeah, you know, and movie theater stunk. You know, just whatever. <laughs> I so I uh, the thing I think makes Mos- the reason why God's blessing it um, is because I think we've tapped into, and I don't even say that we encourage people, but we confront people with um, extreme vulnerability, and I think in our culture there's something like intangible about a vulnerability that goes to a level where you're not even sure if you've been that honest with yourself. And for all of us in our faith journey, it's in those moments when the Holy Spirit begins to take a root in ourselves. Yeah. And so for us, the I've said before, before we actually started the podcast, this whole idea of being a me too church, uh, that language permeates everything we do. And I think the thing, the reason that people love coming back to it, the reason people will bring their friends, the reason that uh, they'll come, bring a friend, serve, and then get baptized in four straight weeks is because we're a place where they've just never felt this level of authenticity, no fakeness, um, and also it's a safe place to ask the tough questions. So, uh, and not just from like an apologetic standpoint, but from like a, um, I'm trying to think of an example, but like, you know, uh, someone who's like, I found out my brother molested me and it was a repressed memory for 20 years. And now I just found out and I don't know if I can forgive him. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? And we'd say, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's, yeah. you know, let's figure that out. We have a guy who is gay. He's a contract worship leader. So he p- gets paid to play at churches on Sundays, but he's gay. He married earlier to try to get himself out of it, had a kid, still realized he's gay and so he has this two lives where he is a gay man struggling with this because he believes it's not right. But he plays at churches on Sunday because he needs a job. Yeah. But he comes on Saturday to get hope wow. at Mosaic. And it's like, he's a really talented musician. He could probably contribute in our band in a really big way and make us better. Like what he produces is actually better than what we produce. But it's an environment where people can just be 100% themselves mm. They can cuss, uh, not on stage, but they can, <laughs> they can join a growth group and yell about the fact, this one guy named David, uh, they couldn't have kids, so they adopted a kid, then they got hit by a drunk driver, that kid died. Then they adopted twins, those kids died. Oh my God. And it's like this, and he's never prayed for like 20 years, and then like after his second full year at Mosaic, at one random communion, God broke him down and he prayed to God for the first time and then he got baptized like a year after that. Wow. So just like these, creating an environment where you are not on the outside by being that jacked up Mm -hmm. and you're actually, for us, I'd say if you put on a mask at all, you feel on the outside and you don't last very long. Yeah, yeah. Like the Christians who come in from other churches and they have an idea of what church should be and how you should talk and... And what you should wear and how you should act and all that stuff. And they get mad that we say we don't... You know, at least Mosaic, we don't have a separate ministry for middle schoolers and high schoolers. We talk about sex openly, and we get parents who are mad at us about that. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's like I remember when I first saw porn, I was nine. Yeah, yep. you know, I, I if I'm going to hear uh, about sex younger. from anybody, yeah. I need to hear about it from my pastor. Yeah. yeah. So, long story short, long answer. Um, I think it's the vulnerability and the the brokenness that we put to the forefront, and as you guys know, who people who communicate the gospel mm-hmm. out of brokenness comes yeah. the opportunity for redemption restoration all that stuff so well and a lot of people just are not comfortable with anything that that is different from them mm-hmm. and so so they get to a place where they think you know what if it, i'm not comfortable with a person who's sitting next to me who is cussing while they're talking the whole time yeah but there's like 
instead of instead of looking at the fact that wow they're sitting in church and they're able to hear the gospel and they're able to hear what's going on and um and i don't know uh that there's something going on with what god is doing in their life instead of focusing on that they're focusing on minor things that really don't matter in the long run and and church has become a place that has been that that can be extremely judgmental um and it's just ruined i think the tendency for a lot of church people, the longer you're at church, I know I feel this tension when I'm at it is you start to become so much about inside. And I think that's how the enemy destroys the church. It's oh, all absolutely. about, okay, yeah. so now when you don't, now if someone comes in, they're gay, oh, we got to make sure they're not gay now. Yeah. And then they can meet Jesus, which is the complete opposite way. It's you introduce them to Jesus who changes people. Yeah. yeah. It's not, we don't do anything to change anybody. Yeah. It's I Jesus. think, I think that, um, you're right, Eric, we, when we're in church, I think there's something within the constructs that we have. We are drawn towards masks and charades yep. and hiding. And um, because you're supposed to be redeemed and it's supposed yeah. to go away. Yeah. But clinical depression doesn't go away when you give your life yeah. to Christ. No. Um, you know, a sexual addiction can go away over time, but it's not going to quickly. I preached on um, judging and I basically explicitly said, you judge Christians in your body. You judge. You don't yep. judge people outside of it. Yeah, we just yeah. had a sermon like yeah. three weeks ago. <laughs> and my illustration at the end was uh, a guy who has a lesbian couple at his work, and he's been trying to get them to come, and they don't believe that it's a safe place. And so I told him to tell them, literally, you will get more judged going to Target than you will at Mosaic. Yeah, yeah. And like you want that yeah. you and you you say that because you want it to be true, but also because it is true. But you have to fight for that. Yeah. And that's where like you put your foot down. And you don't tolerate someone who writes on their connection card, I think it's horrible that this lesbian couple held hands during worship. And I'm like, they're not in the family of God. Yeah. They're on the outside of the crowd around Jesus yeah. saying, what is this? Yeah. They're not the disciples. Right. So we're not going to say that that's God's best for you. And we're going to call it what it is. Yeah. But we're not going to throw stones at people when they just need yeah. bread. They're there. Like they're there listening to what what God is trying to communicate. What more can you ask for? Yeah. Right. I mean, in that situation, we should be celebrating and ecstatic that they're able to hear what God's word is trying to communicate. Yeah. Instead, we focus on every minor thing that a person does, and it 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 drives me crazy. So, yeah, that just I feel like it just we're in the church culture. That's just people. People yeah. do that. Whatever they're not comfortable with, it's they they judge it, and we're surrounded by Christians who I feel like almost do it more yeah Some, like the the typical church people yeah and it starts from the top up which is what you yeah. were saying that we we need to set the example up front of no this we're not going to tolerate that kind of attitude of yeah. judging people that are outside um if we're not going to tolerate that up here so that yeah. and that kind of filters down it does yeah. start from the top you said yeah. my pastor yeah. i am very much like in tune with wanting to be vulnerable but i still fall back and like I'm preaching this upcoming weekend, and when we did our sermon review, because I give this, I preach everything in front of him and another guy, and they like tear it apart. Yeah, oh, and he, I, I, it's <laughs> horrifying. And uh, he he said to me, "I need you to bleed in front of me on this part." And like he pushed me to, because I gave some BS Christian answer, like I made some mistakes. He's like, "No, tell me what they were. Yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. what shame they provide in your life now, and how they affected your marriage. Wow. Then you'll then this is a me too place. And I yeah. hear that, and I'm like. You son of a... (laughs) (laughs) A lot, and like, we were talking about this before we even started recording, but like, a lot of pastors, especially like old school pastors, but they like, it's like they have to have this face or this certain image of they have it all together, Mm -hmm. which does, 
for me listening does not connect with me. Yeah. Mm. I want someone that's like, man, they struggle they struggle with porn just like I struggle with porn mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Man, I can I understand it. and there's hope because they find a way through Jesus, even though they're as messed up as me. Mm-hmm. Um and just we kind of miss that sometimes yeah. in a lot of our churches. Well, and that's what Paul did. Paul said, Of sinners, I am the worst. Mm-hmm. That that was his statement from the get go, and he never pretended like he had it all together. And Paul wrote most of the New Testament. And, uh, and 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 I think that that gave him a ground to stand on, where people could say, "Wow, this is not unattainable." Yeah, because that's what happens when you find a pastor who is uh, just upfront saying how perfect everything is. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't reach that. And when you get on the same level as people and say, "Hey, we're all in this together," and and I struggle with things just like you may struggle with things, and 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 a pastor not be condemned for that, then it changes the game. I think, too, that's why in John, I think it is, when they talk about the genealogy of Christ, it includes all these hugely jacked up people. Yeah. 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 It's like, out totally. of this brokenness came the Redeemer of the world. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay that you cussed at your spouse. Yeah. Like, it's not what I want for you. Right. But yeah. my blood covered that. Yeah. So don't walk in shame. Like, yeah. you're not a slave anymore. You're free. Let's live like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing that we wanted to ask you about when it came to Mosaic yeah. and and uh, how successful you guys are, do you credit all of your success to your t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> because those t-shirts they are, are awesome. So you, soft, you actually got softest, them? most best fitting t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, it's ever. pretty good, it's right? Cool yeah. yeah, I have people who come to City on a Hill and th- that they'll wear mosaic t-shirts. And, and I always joke, I'm like, you're a traitor! <laughs> and, then, and they say, it's just so comfortable. <laughs> it really no, is. The, well, f- yeah. Uh, one, it's uh, it's definitely a, a significant budget line item. You know, each shirt costs $8.50. Yeah, and that's, that's right. expensive for a t expensive. We will give out approximately twenty two to 2,500 shirts this year. So yeah. we're looking at $25,000 roughly. Just for t-shirts. Just for the shirts. Now, we've added that to our budget from when we were small. Yeah. Uh, the first, so here's a fun fact: the year we instituted that, we grew by ninety two percent. Wow! Um, and I think the shirt alone didn't do anything. It was a thing that was leveraged for building a passion of invitation, bringing yeah. Yeah. unashamedness where you didn't have to apologize for someone. Like we don't have anything in our service where it's like, "Hey, Tarp, you should come," but hey, this one part, like we're really sorry. This is kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this part where we sing, like covered by the blood, like just like, going <laughs> um, But no, the shirts are definitely. I I have actually gotten the question: How come your shirts aren't as soft as mosaic shirts? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you who we get them from. <laughs> After this, I'm gonna get some yeah, mosaic yeah. from there, I need to know. <laughs> People care about how they feel more than how they look. We've yeah. learned that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it could have just like. To be honest, I could probably have the Jesus fish, and people would still wear it <laughs> because it's just a comfy shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, all right. So, being a a campus pastor, what is so so Mosaic started, and and how long was Mosaic going before you launched a, a second campus? Seven years. Seven years, and you were there before the second campus was was launched. Yep, I was on staff. Uh, all of 2013, all of 2014. I was on this. I was on staff for nearly three years before we launched the campus. So, so now you are the the campus pastor yep. of the second campus for Mosaic. What is what What are the different responsibilities compared to a campus pastor compared to a lead pastor? Well, number one, I don't have to preach every week. Okay, so so you guys have like, do you do live Video. worship? Yeah, we do live. Everything's live except the sermon. Okay, we used to do fifty fifty where Carl was live half the time. Or my pastor's name is Carl because you're preaching this week. 
I am preaching this week. I I've been preaching about once a month throughout 2016. Okay. Um. I told Carl I wanted to become one of the best young preachers in Maryland. He said, all right, I'm going to force you to preach on hell, Holy Spirit, <laughs> communion. Uh, those are the three big ones I've had so far this year. And there's been some other ones mixed in there. He gave me a text that like didn't seem to make sense with the thing it was what, but like it did. Sounds like Carl's a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's, I mean, we can talk about him in a second because he's, he's phenomenal. But he, um, he, he will make – you ever had a really good coach who you hate? Yes. Where like he gets more out of you than you think is possible, but yeah, there's yeah. been times when you're like, I'm gonna punch you in the throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, not totally like that, but Carl is very similar to that. Okay, he'll make you run faster than you think it's possible, yeah. and at the end of it, you thank him for it. Wow. Even though like your legs are tired and your lungs are. And dying. while you're doing it, you might not have liked him that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But at, you know, but at the end of the day, it's great. Um, so yeah, the big thing is I don't have to preach every week, um, and the weeks that I do preach, it's on top of my workload. So anytime it's like for the two or three weeks leading up to the sermon, I'm putting in 50, 60 or 70 hours during that time because it's like on top of my work schedule. Uh, Another difference is, I mean, outside of not having to preach, I don't have to handle the budget decisions for the campus. Like I have the budget codes that I'm responsible for, Mm -hmm. but overall stuff like Carl still champions that along with our finance team. But um, outside of preaching, being a campus pastor was highly comparable to launching a church, except I had my launch team was two hundred people. Okay. Oh that's a that's a big launch. That is yeah. very big. Yeah. Well part of the reason to do the campus was to alleviate pressure at our current one because there was so much So you guys were maxed out? Close to it. Yeah, I think I remember seeing like I because I know a couple guys go to Mosaic and I would see on Facebook you guys would have chairs outside the, of where yeah. you actually were and had oh, a screen. Wow. Yeah, we have and a, you had to set up like additional chairs. We call right? it overflow. Overflow, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so we do that for... Overflow exists for families with babies who refuse to drop their babies off in kids' rooms. We don't allow babies <laughs> in service. Yeah. Which oh, wow. Has, it, it took a long time to get to that point where that's natural for us, but now it's natural. So New, somebody, New Spring does that. Really? A couple of their big churches will do that. So yeah. somebody walks in with a baby, you say, nope. If we see them with a kid... Our team, our volunteers approach them on the front end and say, hey, we have a fantastic kids' environment for you. Uh, uh, we would prefer that you drop them off there so it creates the most distraction-free environment for all the adults that are in here. If you insist on it, we sit you in the back, mm-hmm. but we preemptively tell them if your child starts to make noise that's distracting, one, for our pastor, or two, for the guests, uh, we'll ask you to step out, and we give them coloring books, food, toys. So it's not just like you say, you're on your own. You, no, you yeah, we, we do a lot. And now it's to the point, to be honest, where a person with a kid will realize I'm the only one in here with my child. Yeah. And they, it doesn't last very long. Right. And, and we, how many how many church shows have you been to where like like a baby's been crying in yeah. the back? I listen oh, to John God. Piper and I hear it all the time. And I'm like, yeah. you're disrespecting one of the greatest preachers <laughs> alive right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. And people with kids, Eric, you've got kids, right? Two. Yeah. So like to a certain extent, you get a tolerance to the noise a child oh, makes. Yeah, yeah. But like if I'm, for example, I'm bringing a friend who's dating a stripper yeah. who, this happened two months ago, he was dating a stripper, he cheated on her, and he's had four friends OD on drugs in the last three years. He needs hope. Yeah. And there's a baby two rows behind him. He's not going to hear the message. Yeah, he's right. going to be thinking, shut that yeah. kid up. Yeah. And so like, am I so afraid mm-hmm. of inconveniencing this thing when we have a great environment that's better for the kid and better for the parent. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Am I so afraid of that dialogue that I'm going to jeopardize him hearing the thing that could save his eternity? No. So when you cast it like that, the volunteers are like, that'll preach. Yeah. The, yeah. Volunteers, yeah, really. the volunteers are like, oh, I don't want to. And then you say all that and they're like, 
Well, dang. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can't <laughs> no, argue with that. You. Yeah. <laughs> and the parent can't argue with that. No. And we've, I got, I've had emails and phone calls where they said, I'll never bring someone to your church again because you asked me to step out. But they're churched. Uh, they yeah. go to another church and they are not, int- they, they don't have non Christian friends for so the you, most part. Your whole focus, it sounds like, is not on necessarily the church people, but you're focused on how can we reach the, the loss? Well, the sermons them are church people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do everything creatively through the lens of what's this is kind of insider stuff, but what's going to engage a 25 year old unchurched male? Yeah, because yeah. the statistics will show you if you reach a teenager for Christ, there's a 21 percent chance or something that their whole family is going to know Jesus. If you reach a woman, the number goes down like 12 percent. Wow. If you reach a male between the age of 18 and 40, there's a 91 percent chance their entire family will be yeah. engaged in a local church. So why would we not focus on yeah. the person who's between 18 and 40 and uh, the Barna group tells you that the number one indicator of whether or not you will reach unchurched people is if high school kids like go in your service. I need a notepad. And so we, we, <laughs> we do all that. We look at all that stuff and we realize, okay, 25-year-old guy, unchurched, let's make sure everything works with him. So that's why um, there are some really cool songs that we do, like for radio songs that tie in the message that could be really great. But if a 25-year-old guy isn't going to like it, we don't even touch it. Mm. Because girl for worship specifically, girls will sing no matter what key it is in. <laughs> <laughs> is girls sing true. no matter what. But guys in the twenty in the twenties, they need to have it in a key. And we love it when we sing us Christians. When Chris Tomlin sings his high notes, we're like, Yeah, <laughs> he's getting it. Yeah, but um for the unchurched guy, he's like, Well, I can't hit that note, I'm just gonna sit here. Yeah. So we actually have some songs where like they're intentionally on a lower register. Wow. And I don't get the spirit filled feelies that I would but it's otherwise. Not about you. No, it's not about me. And um I mean, we're getting into like deeper theological stuff here, but I think um, at the end of the day, my ability to like read scripture on my own and write my own commentary, I don't think Christ is impressed with that as if mm-hmm. I have 10 people there who say, I'm here because of Jonathan. Yeah, That's when Jesus says, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. So for me and what I'm good at, Mosaic is the right church for that context because all I'm, all I'm about is helping those people. Have you read the book uh, Deep and Wide? Yes. Yeah. A lot of that sounds. It's mandatory staff reading. For yeah. Us. That is like we, our whole board had to read that too. And they talk about like for a church service, they're intentional about like that filter. Yeah. Where at the beginning, it's yeah. like as friendly as possible to so it's not a church person. Right. And eventually you're going to have to like confront them with the gospel, like mm-hmm. you were saying. But you filter it down to a point where when they, by the time they get to that point, they've already kind of decided if they've bought in or, or at least willing to listen yeah. to it or yeah. whatever. If anything offends them other than biblical truth or the exclusivity of Christ, I get offended. Yeah. I'm like, what did we do that screwed this up? Yeah. But if it's biblical truth or the exclusivity of Christ, I will not apologize for that. Yeah. yeah. And Carl, or my pastor, really reinforces that. So it's okay when someone says, this past week, Carl made a comment about uh, gay marriage. And it was just like offhanded. He listed uh, sins and he listed people who act on homosexual urges. And he listed it as wrong. And this person came up to him and said, Carl, you just need to drop that. And Carl goes, well, we're, gonna, we're committed to biblical authority. He said, well, well, the Bible's wrong on this. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, this guy is going to be gone in a couple months. And, yeah. you know, Carl's cultivated a culture where we don't, um, we hurt for them. Yeah. Because he's a recovering alcoholic. And I don't know where else he'll go. I'll send him other places. But I'm like, City on the Hill is going to tell you the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they won't so, have his nice t-shirts. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. That that's really cool. And and it, I just listening to you talk about the environment that you guys create. It's like inspiring for me to to figure out a way because it is so easy to get sucked into doing church to please the people who tithe well, especially when you're smaller. 
because yeah. like oh, you yeah, see dude. it, the like, the you just see, yeah. yeah. Well, you start to think like we've had that we've had mm. had a lot where it's like a couple oh, we, people oh. that will complain yeah. and all stuff, and we're like, oh, but you kind of want to cater to them, yeah, in we, a way, you know just how because much they like, get oh, we don't want to lose them. Are you willing to get rid of your vision and what and what God commands? In order to please some people that are going to complain no matter what, yeah, and and are eventually going to leave probably anyways. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> not going to be happy anyway. <laughs> without knowing your situations, here's just what like I think. Without knowing, without being disrespectful, knowing your situations. Yeah. If I was in that position and yeah. I was describing that, here's what my pastor would say. He would say, uh, "What are you not believing God could do mm-hmm. if you embrace the vision He gave you? Amen. Because inherently, what you're saying is." Well, I have to change to this because I don't trust God to provide the resources right. necessary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like He says that stuff to me all the time when I get nervous about a volunteer who's frustrated or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. And it's like inherently we are saying I don't trust God to provide the resources to make up for the difference yeah. if I abandon the vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, Jesus said, "I came to seek and save the lost." Mm-hmm. Great commission. Go and make disciples. Like there's not baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's nothing in His life that indicates. We should be worried about keeping the fish in the fish tank. It's yeah. good to get the fish who aren't in the tank yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've done at at Connection. We've done like like we'll, we'll do like cover songs here and there and stuff. Yeah, and we've done some that like really got people really mad. One time we were practicing. Um, uh, What'd you do? Highway to hell. Highway to hell. Oh, Perry yeah. Noble stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly what it was. We, 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 we've we never were, done that. You guys yeah. are ballsy. <laughs> we did that, and, and it was. I think they did it on Easter. I think we were doing it on Easter too. And our our. I don't know if I should even say this. I'm going to say it. Always, whatever. Don't say who it is. I'm not going to say who it is, but um, um, a person came in while we were practicing. <laughs> just, just making stuff up. I don't know anybody. Oh, that Terry. Person, this person who got really offended by it came in while we were practicing it and stopped us and said, if you play that song tomorrow, because it was the day before, I'm not. I'm going to walk out. I'm never going to come back. You'll never see me again. But I just went off on it and then took the pastor outside and, and went off on him on, on why. And so we kind of stopped and like we were trying to figure out, okay, we do. And then our worship pastor like explained why we're doing the song, yeah, and said if anyone, but if anyone has an issue with it, let me know. And we'll, and everyone's like, no, we're good. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, she was there, but she stayed downstairs until after worship was over because she could not hear that, yeah. And um, on Easter, fifteen people gave their life to Christ. Mm-hmm. She didn't care yeah. about that part, yeah, <laughs> including including yeah. her son, yeah. So shut your butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Potential impact trumps personal preference every, every single time, day. Every time. Every single time. Yeah. We should use that the next time somebody gives you lip. We should just say, shut your butt. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm serious. We Eric, give it to every, Eric, Eric, anytime someone questions yeah. something, when it's vision-oriented, mm-hmm. Proverbs yeah. says, without vision, the people perish. Without the vision that you had to do that song, 15 people maybe aren't going to experience eternity in heaven yeah. because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, if I'm you, I bust out at every single time someone's got to listen with me and yeah. be like, listen, here's what happens yeah. when I trust the Holy Spirit's leading in my life. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm like, I've, I hate the word anointing. I think it's overused in Christian culture. Yeah. But it's like, God's called me to this role. Yeah. Dude, man, come on. 15 yeah. people? Yeah. 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 You can't argue with that. Come yeah. on. No. That, so. No. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, do we have a, I know we have a game we want to play. Do we have any other questions before we get to that game? Um, I mean, we could probably talk for hours, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. If we want to do Well, that. let's do I want. I want to do this. I want to hear, do you have any funny ministry stories of being in yes. your time in ministry. <laughs> yeah. How many do you want? Yeah. Many so <laughs> one was we did the song Hosanna. Um, oh, yeah. Oh. Hosanna. Yeah, that Hosanna. one. And there's another one that says Hosanna. Yeah, I there's forget. two of them. Yeah, I'm, so some, I'm sure there's like 30 of them, yeah. honestly. So <laughs> we do that song. Unless it's Chris Tomlin. Yeah. <laughs> we do that song. It's excellent. People are feeling it. And uh, some guy comes up to Carl and says, man, that Hosanna song's so good. We're singing to Jesus' mom, right? 
We're a church for people who don't go to church, so unchurched people have no idea what the H you're talking about. Yeah. So we, whenever we do Hosanna, we realize we have to do a intro into it, Mm -hmm. and we communicate what this means. Uh, Oceans, we communicate what that means. We talk about Peter stepping out of the boat. Yeah. Um, I mean, on a on a sad note, you know, we say we're a church for messy people. So when things get messy, get really messy. We had a girl whose boyfriend broke up with her after they both got baptized. She got really mad at us, and um, she went off her meds. She goes on Facebook and records a video of herself topless, covering her breasts like this, and she was very well endowed. Mm-hmm. She's covering herself, and she just rips the leaders and rips her boyfriend and says, how could you let this happen? You know, it's all like very mm-hmm. personal stuff. And I do yeah. the church. Then she tags on Facebook, me and every staff member, oh, including our lead pastor, Jeez. and it goes out, Talking and she posted ballsy. at like 2 a.m. So it had been up for like six hours yeah, before, before I saw it. Saw oh, it. Yeah. And... Um, and you wake up at eight. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I actually usually wake up earlier, but this was in an early. This is my first year on staff, so back then I was waking up probably. So. <laughs> um, I wake up later. So uh, no, yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, so that's just an example of how like messy people are really really messy. I had a couple. Now hold on, wait, hold on. Yeah, you can't just skip over that. <laughs> so so did did. Did you get like people like contacting you about this? Or? I got a text from some people who were like, "Hey, you should go on Facebook." Mm-hmm. And we saw and everybody saw that and knew like, "Okay, there's something deeper going on yeah. here." And then we found out she was off her medication. She suffered from PTSD. She's her best friend killed herself in Afghanistan. Wow. So like, wow. of course you're going to be jacked up. Yeah. Like this yeah. is no indictment on your character. You're just a messed up right. person. So, she stopped coming for a while, moved to New Jersey. Um I mean, this is going to, I don't want to be like a downer of the conversation, but it's mm-hmm. kind of powerful. Yeah. She gave her life to Christ, suffered with mental disorder the rest of her life. She was 27. Um, after two years away in New Jersey, kind of doing her own thing, disconnected from church, she took her own life. Mm. Um, but the powerful thing is, is that she proclaimed, proclaimed Christ throughout all of it. And it's become, the phrase from her life has become a thing in our church where it's, I am fully saved, not fully healed. Wow. Um, and so Christ redeems all these yeah. things. But, um, you know, I believe I'm going to see her one day, no doubt about it, because um, a final good act in your life cannot save you, and a final bad act cannot condemn you. Mm. Yeah. It's Christ's work. Yeah, amen. So, um, that's you know, powerful. It's cool, but it sucks. You know, yeah. and it, like the guy who broke up with her blames himself yeah. for the trajectory that she went on. So, it's just an example of how, like, you want to reach messy people, and it's awesome. Yeah. But then you get messy, you people, messy people, messy. and then you yeah. get you get vomit on your shirt, and you're like, "Well, this is what I asked for." Yeah. But I mean, if you think about like a nurse or a doctor who says, "I just want to help people," it's not like they don't get dirty in the middle of it. That's good, Shane. And so they 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 got blood all over them, vomit all over them, dookie all over them, whatever you want to Ew. say, you know. And and it's Gross. not That's such a pastor way to say poop. <laughs> dookie, dookie. He got just say feces? Cr- just say crap. <laughs> Fecal matter. <laughs> and but but. You get dirty anytime that you want to impact another person's life, you're going to get dirty, guaranteed, every yeah. time. And if you don't, then did you really impact their life? You're not opening up to them. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. So yeah. that's, that's, I mean, that's tough. And people don't realize that when it comes to working with other people um, and working in the church. And that's why all the things that you've talked about up to this point about creating an environment that is welcoming to other people and yeah. church people getting offended in the middle of it. That's why we're more concerned about the broken people than we are the church people. Yeah, It's not that we're disregarding the church people. It's that there's a greater mission. The church people store. should be able to adjust. Exactly. Yes. Is yeah. The point. They, sh- they, they, have, have, they know what it is. They know what they found. Yeah. 
they should be able to adjust for the people that are lost that need a saver, that need to find absolutely. bread or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, all right, let's do this. We we that was a good conversation, but let's play a game. Okay. You guys ready to play this game? Yeah. yeah okay. Ready. So um, Topper knows maybe one of them, one or two of them. So those two just don't answer. But um, gotcha. basically, I'm going to give you an uh, a question. Okay. It's me name. That famous Christian. Ooh. Okay, most of these are going to be Christian pastors. I'm going to lose, but there's <laughs> but there's a couple that aren't pastors. They're just there's Christians that are famous. Okay? okay, so here's the first one. Ready? Yeah. The pastor you're more li- you're most likely to see at a Justin Bieber concert. Got it. Who is it? Judas Smith. Judas Smith. Oh yeah, Judas that, Smith. No, I'm, I'm that's, that's his pastor. That's Justin Bieber's pastor. It is. Judas Smith. Yeah. I thought that he went to North Point. Him and Judas Smith and Carl Lentz are like boys. Really? I was this close to getting 10 minutes with Carl Lentz when I was in New York City. I just Snapchatted him randomly. <laughs> and I was like, hey, man, you've inspired me. I got some questions for you. Uh, if you had 10 minutes, I will literally go anywhere in New York City. And he was in London. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, dude, I would totally do this, but I'm in London. And I was like, dang. Oh, wow. <laughs> and if he was in London, he wouldn't have even done anything. Probably true. You just say that when you're in London. Oh, busted. Dude, Happy I would have for sure done that. <laughs> at Carl Lentz. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter at, at the JM Zero. All right, ready? Yeah. The pastor most likely to help you win a fight in college. <gasps> Mark Driscoll. No. Oh, oh that's, that's, close, that's not it. That's not who I had. But uh, that that's pretty good. Read the I question mean, again. Some of these are opinion are just pastor my opinion. most likely to help you win a fight in college. In college. college. Was like it like college? Fight, like like argument. Is he a, a college minister? Fight. He's not a college pastor. Stephen Furtick's been working out. Not Stephen Furtick. He's pretty jacked. Stephen Furtick is jacked. jacked. It's because Craig Rochelle is his pastor. Craig Rochelle is the answer. Because he was was a frat boy, and if you see him now, he's jacked. Craig Rochelle is who got Stephen to be Uh, pastor. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And Stephen Furtick is close with Perry Noble, right? Yes. Yeah, and Perry's out of the picture. Yeah, that's yeah. sad. Yeah. I actually had one about Perry, but I felt like it was too mean spirited, so I took it out. Yeah. <laughs> and we love Perry. I do too. Oh yeah, um, Perry's. Great. I mean, a- yeah. AJ, our, our pastor at Connections Church, um, like mentored under Perry Noble. Like they did a whole thing where yeah. they would he would go like once a month or every and just meet with Perry and like ten other pastors. Face I just to finished face. his book, the uh, most excellent way to lead. And oh really yeah, good. yeah. So okay, ready. Here's, is, this isn't a, a pastor. So a Christian movie star most likely to star in God's Not Dead 3, the Christmas edition. Kevin Sorbo? No. Um, is he a Christian? He, who's the left behind guy? He was guy? one of God's Not Dead. Who's the left behind guy that everyone makes fun yeah, of? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what is it? Kirk, Kirk Cameron? Yes. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Hey. Oh, wow. Hey. John is sweeping up. Before we start, he's not like a Bro, I thought you were saved. Kirk Cameron. Kevin Sorbo, Hercules. Oh yeah, he yeah. was when in God's Not Dead, yeah. which I have not seen. Any I haven't either, man. and I don't. Want I knew to I liked you guys. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, Kirk Cameron was in a movie, a Christmas movie, like Fireproof. No, no, I, he wasn't Fireproof, which is terrible. But he was in all of them. A <laughs> year, a year or a year, a year or two ago, a Christmas movie that um, Ron Tomatoes said was the worst movie ever made. Oh my god! Oh wow! So what's what's worse? Fireproof or courageous? I've never seen courageous. Never seen I've never either. seen either, honestly. But I hear fireproof. I've terrible. seen them both, and they are both awful. People say like, "Hey, you should really do like a screening of this," and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> courageous was a movie where I'm not exaggerating. It was like about police officers and dads and being yeah. a good dad. Yeah, every bad guy 
was like a black guy with like a do rag. Uh, of course, they it's were terrible. It yeah. was every awful. stereotype you can think mm. of. I mean, I was sitting there watching it, just going, "I am so embarrassed." This is so racist. Are you ready? Yeah. Pastor most likely to break into song and screams and whispers all in one conversation. Is that Furtick? That's for uh, oh, no, he's that's that. sweeping. Gosh, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> We can't have John and on anymore. <laughs> I try to watch two or three sermons every Monday, so yeah. yeah. Don't, don't forget the organ. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 dude. Oh, he has that like, gospel. Oh, he's he's, he's a me up when, yeah. I, when I hear so, He has a keyboardist and a drummer exclusively devoted to him when he preaches. Yes. yes. Well, and, and one time I saw him preaching a sermon where he gave like insight. You see, like the keyboard guy in the back. Yeah. And he's talking the whole time. And and it's not coming through, but he everybody has earpieces in, and it was he incorporated into one of his sermons. It was so cool when he was doing it. And the keyboard guy is like telling them what notes to play as they're going because yeah. they don't have it like yeah. in front of them. He just yeah. like C sharp F, and, then, and, and, they're, and they're like going, they're like, okay, and they're playing everything. They're called band managers, yeah, and they talk into a microphone that you never hear, and it's because they're talking to everybody's in ears and saying, "All right, pastor's about to rev up again. Yeah, let's go into this." And they'll tell them like, "Okay, we're gonna do oh, come to the altar, just the bridge," right. and like they manage all that stuff. Yeah, and and as you're watching it from the audience or from online or whatever, the the guy like the guitar player just playing, and you would never no. know it. It's we, amazing. We went to Inside Elevation, their first one that they had in the fall. It was the week after we launched the campus. And at like 12 o'clock, he did a, Furtick did a survey among all the attenders and said, vote for your favorite worship song. Our band's going to do it at the next break. And it was wow. five minutes. They had no idea what song they were going to do. And they just <laughs> do it together. Wow. And it was man. like, obviously it was like incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. They have a lot of money and a lot of systems and a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And a, lot a lot of, of talent. talent. <laughs> Famous Christian singer. Most likely to sleep with your wife. Oh, oh. Jennifer Knapp. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen. 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 Oh, did he wow. cheat? Did he do something? Oh, bad? that was his thing back in the day. Is he slept like with women. Knowledge? Yeah, I, I read articles about it. Really? Oh, he would go no. and he would, You got insider he would, info? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I hit him oh, up I mean, on Snapchat. Oh he was in my London. Gosh. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> He was just trying to have a righteous invasion of truth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Terrible. I know. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Let's do a couple more. Pastor most likely to convince you to sell everything you own. Francis Francis Chan. Chan, For sure. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. I cannot listen to Francis Chan speak and then go home and just sit there. Like, I have to be like, I have to sell my house. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. He almost, he almost convinced us to not have life insurance policies. <laughs> I remember his, remember we were doing yeah. his small group thing, and I was like, shoot. What did he say? <laughs> he said something. It, w- it was kind of almost toss- talking like we should be kind of like a commune. Like, yeah. Well, like if, if, if there's a brother or sister who can't do this and that, you should pick them up. Like the book you know? of Acts. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah. It, he's got like nine people living in his house. It's basically cheaper to buy the dozen. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Except without, without all the hilarious Steve Martin comments. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, two more. Pastor most likely to sell you a fifty cent hot dog for six bucks. Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley. <laughs> I love Andy Stanley, but that XP three stuff and whatever oh is expensive. Well, have you, do you do you look at any of the orange stuff or anything like that that they do? We use orange curriculum for our kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is phenomenal, but it costs an arm and a leg. Yeah, it's it not a cheap. Lot. Where where Perry Noble and their church like free. Craig Rochelle, everything's free. They just like are trying to give everything away. Um, but that's like the only thing that bothers me by Instagram. I think that everything that Orange puts out is phenomenal. Yeah, it's the best, but it just 
And do you, you're, you're how far, how, do you guys use it at all? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, we use, use it for, XP3. Is that middle school and high school stuff? Yeah, middle school yeah. and high school. And yeah. then like we just do pre-K it. Uh, we do pre-K to upstreet. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do that too. All right, uh, let's see. I got one more. Pastor, you would most likely see with a male prostitute doing crystal meth. Oh, what is his Jeez. name? Oh, what is his name? This is an old, old school guy. Oh. This is a while ago. Oh my gosh. I don't know any of these. Any of these <laughs> I don't know his name. I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name. It's not the Liberty guy, right? No. Ted Haggard. Ted Haggard. Look him up yes. if you don't know him. Yeah, he's... He, uh, look him up. Look him up. <laughs> look, up. look him up. Don't don't look him up if you have parental blocks no, on your computer. Look on Wikipedia. Yeah, Google that and see yeah, what happens. Thing. Uh, honey. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? He one? got caught with a male prostitute with crystal meth, and he would like preach hard against homosexuality because, of course, because mm. whatever. Um, repented. Then went back to preaching because when you're a pastor, no matter what sin you ever do, you have to go back to preaching. Which is that could be a whole podcast. True school. <laughs> no matter what. And then got caught again, wasn't apologetic the next time, and just said, Well, it is what it is. And now he said, Well, if I was probably twenty one, I'd probably be bisexual at this point. Wow. So yeah. I don't know what, what he's doing now, but but he's still being a pastor. How about this one? What what pastor would have a YouTube video of him doing Street Fighter uh, while he's preaching. You know, like the video game Street Fighter. Is it really a pastor doing yeah. this? Mm. Well, I mean, he didn't actually do it, but there are YouTube videos of him. Is, is, is Benny Hinn or yes. whatever? Benny yeah. Hinn. Have you <laughs> seen that YouTube video? Oh, yeah. Where he's, where he's slaying him with the Holy Spirit? Yeah, yeah. He's slaying him with the Holy Spirit. Oh, like, my God. Are you kidding? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate Christians. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well... Um, John, you don't know about this, but this is the most important part of the podcast. Yeah, everything you said oh, no. is worth, worth it <laughs> compared <laughs> to what's coming. It was nice and all. But... <laughs> he does this every time. <laughs> tip top news. All right, what do you got? Tip top. Well, how much time we got? How many? How many? Uh, can you let's, do? Let's, do, let's do one for right now, and let's then we'll one. see how long it okay, takes. Okay, let's do one. Yeah, probably only, should only do one. All right, so there John are. John just wants to shut up. <laughs> 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 All right, there's some so there have been some new food trends of 2016. Okay. And I kind of wanted to tell you guys about them and see which ones you guys would do. If that's okay. Right. Let's do it. Okay. Right. Which ones we would do? Which ones you would be into? Like what okay. fads we'd Which okay. fads you okay. right. right. All right. First one. Yeah. Cockroach milk. What? This is a real thing. Somebody milking a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> cockroach milk. I have nipples. Could you nipple? <laughs> That's it's, really small. It's the hand. next superfood. It's apparently the next superfood. <laughs> okay. What? What? Um, what? Just cockroaches in milk? Uh, is this just like a blender? It? So the kind that they said they would end up consuming would be recreated by scientists in a lab from a sequenced gene. So it's kind of. What? Wait, <laughs> you were losing me with get, all this. I didn't, I didn't take chemistry. <laughs> oh, that's right. We found that out last time. Anyway, it's it's cockroach milk. Disgusting. Um, I don't understand. Do they like blend them? Would up? not participate. No, yeah. no, no, they don't blend them up. It's just it's something they produce. Is and it fine to eat or drink? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Wait, so, so you're saying it's it like is. it's like a discharge from cockroaches? You just said discharge. <laughs> <laughs> The, My wife is pregnant. I've heard that word way too many whoa. times. <laughs> it's a form of protein. They from, say everything's protein. Yeah, everything. so, like, oh yeah, bugs. It's protein. Bullcrap. Yeah. So after a workout, if you need something, you know what you need to do. Just cockroach milk. Disgusting. Okay, what's the next okay, one? Ready? Nope. Uh, poop cafes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain? <laughs> 
Come on, so, before he explains it, can you guess what that is? Anybody? I'm going to guess that they size your poop into venti train tile. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Done. Yeah. He knows everything. Yeah, he knows all. <laughs> so there's a, there's a picture here, and this lady, she's got like a poop hat on. I'm going to show you. So they I'll put, I'll put on our Facebook uh, They put your right? coffee in like a toilet. They put uh, like okay. they'll do like they'll do like soup in a toilet. There's a whole bunch of stuff. It's like, I would definitely do that. It's like a hipster place. Oh, so you it's eat food out of a toilet. Exactly. I'll do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. normal food just in like a toilet bowl. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I now that I have kids and I have explosive diarrhea, not related, but <laughs> <laughs> I just have both. What? Um, I'm always like cleaning our toilet and I get my hands like dirty and poop and our toilets. So I'll, yeah, I would definitely eat out of yeah. any toilet. Well, Eric is also disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> my wife gets so mad when she just cleans the toilet and then next day goes in and it's just poop smeared up the back. <laughs> it's not Dodger. It's always Gross. me. So I start, I start cleaning that. Anyway, continue. Gross. All right. So next we have bug cocktails. They say this goes far beyond just that worm and the tequila. <laughs> this is uh, like... We're talking like cricket infused drinks. Ugh. Cricket infused I've drinks. Eaten, I've eaten crickets before. You have. I've had crickets. I have. You have. I mean, they're crickets. fine. There's crunchy. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, we, someone gave them to me. It's like, like a chocolate like, oh, covered one. It was like it was like salt and vinegar. Yeah, I had a salt. Oh, and vinegar like they're cricket. from like Asia or something. Yeah, 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 something like that. So like, okay, and we it was, were on, like, just crunchy. I did when I was like on a mission trip in like Mexico mm. or yeah. something like yeah. that. So Christian. So I would try it. Yeah. So Christian of you. So I would try that. Yeah. Why not? And it was really hard, and we were sleeping out. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Really Week long vacation. All right, so how would you feel about dumpster dinners? Like, so I think I would do that. <laughs> okay, so basically, they make gourmet meals from discarded food. Is this, Whoa! this is real? Did Aaron White from Me Without You start this? It very well may have. Yeah, right. anyone under Me Without You, he's, Does, a, he's a freak. If the food tastes good, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So you mean like somebody took a took a few bites and like left like a pizza crust? Could be. There's a picture of everybody sitting in a dumpster, um, oh. like dining. It's like yeah, a f- yeah. Okay. In like the in oh, like man, in that's the restaurant. Nice. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. That's a nice space. I mean, these, are, <laughs> these are all just like I really want to go there. It's very hipster things. That's what they are. Yeah, absolutely. So so far we've had cockroach milk. Yeah. Uh, the poop one, the poop cafes, uh, but you're just eating out the of bugs. Not the you're, not bugs actually, you're not actually consuming feces. The only one right now, <laughs> which that is I not do is probably the cockroach milk. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I need the bugs. Either. I still don't even know what it really is. I still yeah. just assume it's a, it's milk in a cup. It's oh. milk from some guy in Pittsburgh <laughs> in a bathtub, <laughs> just pouring. <laughs> <laughs> so this one Shane can consume very soon. Okay. Uh, oh, placenta no. oh, capsules. Oh god. There placenta are people that eat the, eat the placenta. Yeah, and, Tom Cruise. Yeah. And there is he? He, yeah, he did. I think, think so. Yeah. Oh, and those people are not welcome at City. On <laughs> <laughs> they maybe can fit in mosaic. They can't come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mosaic will let anybody in their doors. <laughs> but I still don't understand. So wait, what what the, I don't understand what the benefit is for you, though. No, sometimes say... I've heard. I mean, I have heard that eating that stuff. Is good for has you, like yeah. a whole load of nutrients. Some That's people crazy. will, yeah, and, and I would do a capsule. Yes, if it was a pill, just, you just take a pill. In. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going out of my way to do that. But like, if somebody said, "Hey, here's a placenta pill," hey Shane, yeah. just I'd do it. Just save Lauren's 
I'm not say, touching none Shane, of Shane, how much money would the people of the podcast need to give in oh, order yeah. for you to take a bite? Give a serious number. Give me a serious number. Yeah. Do a GoFundMe? Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. See how many people like, are If you tell me a certain number, we'll it's do a reachable. Poll. We'll do a poll. I'll put it on Twitter. Let's see how many people. <laughs> we have to hit a certain amount. And what's, if it happens, you've got to do Realistically. Realistic? Money in your pocket today. How much do you need to Cash money. I would say... Maybe ten thousand. No, ten thousand. If we had a thousand dollars, hold on. No, is this uh, like directly just take a after bite. labor? Just no. take a bite. Take okay, a bite. I thought you meant the whole take thing. Take a bite. Yeah, not the whole thing. That might be directly after labor. You don't have to be waiting at the bottom to catch it. How soon? Shane, are you telling me you wouldn't eat? The placenta for eight hundred dollars. That's like a whole season of Ravens tickets. Yeah, eight hundred yeah. bucks. Eight hundred bucks. And if you have a baby coming, a season of Ravens tickets. No, I would say I would say it would take. A grain? Fifteen hundred? Oh, no way. Shane, would it help? Look, look, I, I show him, not, show would it help to no see way. it? Would it help to see? Oh, it? Oh, <laughs> would it help to th- see what's going a on? A thousand bucks cash. Yeah, right I'll take now. the capsule. You want, you want to take a bite? A pill is a pill. A thousand bucks cash right yeah, now. Pills, no take problem. a bite. I might do that. I mean, okay, if you we need to get a thousand bucks. If you we had a thousand dollars, if you had the cash in front of me, and said take a bite, and you have to swallow. We're gonna do a special offering at church in the Nazarene. You have to swallow it. I, I no lie, man. just this past weekend, and I don't think he would mind me sharing this, but I'm not going to say his name, uh, but uh, he's not going to listen to his anyways. But um, he said, someone was telling me, you know, just as getting ready to have the baby, he was like, when you know, when my wife had the baby, and the placenta came out, and all I could think was, man, I could go for a steak. That's what he said. And I was like, what? God, that is a vampire. Oh, <laughs> don't trust that person. No. Oh, is it any That's more? it. That's, That's all it? Oh, my. The only one for sure I wouldn't do would be the cockroach one. Cockroach. Well, I, we need to find out more information no. about it. I wouldn't do that one. I don't think. I mean, that's pretty. I think Topper did enough. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not much. Well, hey, let's let's thank Jonathan for joining thank us. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks, Thanks, man. Man. That was very nice. I would love to have him on again and yeah, that was fun. Talk about a lot of um, some other cool stuff. So, so Jonathan, we'll bring you back again in the Be future. Be honored. Now. Well, but if we'll, you, we'll see how many people listen to this one. Yeah. If if it's like our lowest, it goes down. <laughs> yeah. That, it tanks. Yeah. But don't get mad if you ever hear a call from us. Mosaic's a bunch of sinners. But check out Jonathan on Twitter. What did you say your your Twitter was? At the JM Zero, at the JM Zero, yep. and um, Jonathan and Mosaic are doing some great work um, and uh, some some really cool things. So um, thanks for all you guys are doing to further the kingdom of God because it's pretty pretty awesome. Thing, Likewise, so. guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like us on Facebook. Music provided by The Revive. You can check them out. TheRevivedMusic.com. You can find Connections Church at ConnectionChurch.cc. You can find City on a Hill Community Church at cityonahillcc.org.